0: Welcome to Nilosophy, the show where college athletes talk making money, impacting others, and navigating the new era of college sports. I'm Deja Kelly, North Carolina guard and your host. And today I am here with WNBA rookie of the year and South Carolina national champion, Aaliyah Boston. Aaliyah, welcome to Nilosophy. I want to thank you so much for joining the show. How are you doing? Like how have the past you know, a couple of weeks been for you now that you've had some time to breathe and kind of process your rookie season.
1: Yeah, well, thank you for having me. I'm super excited. Um, but these past couple of weeks have honestly, like, they've been good to be able to kind of take a moment because I felt like since the draft, everything's just kind of moved like so fast. And so these past couple of weeks have been good. I've been able to just work out, but at the same time, just like relax and I've enjoyed every moment.
0: Definitely good that you've gotten to relax and kind of enjoy yourself a little bit, but you've just shortly after your rookie season has ended, you've announced some pretty big things. You know, obviously you got named WNBA Rookie of the Year, which is a huge accomplishment. So kudos to you. I think it was pretty much expected from probably your first (laughs) WNBA game, but then you also recently just posted that you will be an analyst on the Big Ten this upcoming season. So how excited are you for that? Have you kind of always wanted to be a sports broadcaster? Have you always kind of seen that in your future? Like kind of talk me through that.
1: I am super excited. Like I've been wanting to do that since I got to college. When I initially got to college, I wasn't sure. But then I realized how much I love talking about basketball and how much I don't want to like leave the game, honestly. And so I started focusing on broadcasting and being an analyst. And so to be able to like be out of college and then like have a successful rookie season and then be able to get into this in the off season, like I am so excited because I've literally wanted to do this for so long now.
0: That's amazing. And for you to be able to come off the season that you've had and kind of do all that that thing with the Big Ten Network, that's huge. So very exciting for you. People are going to love to hear from you and be able to see you hopefully calling their games and things like that. And the Big Ten would have loved for you to come to the ACC Network. But you know, that's fine. Um, No, but that again, that is amazing. So with that, how do you think college students could use NIL to present themselves and get themselves into opportunities like that for themselves in the future, or even while they're still in school right now?
1: I feel like you are a great example of yeah. that, just us being able to <laughs> seriously, because I mean, I think having the experience beforehand um, will definitely help a lot. Like for me, I used to do like Instagram lives where I would interview people um, every week. And I think that allowed me to one, work on being able to ask people questions um, and also be able to talk about things and have flowing conversations where it doesn't just seem like one question, one question, one question. um, Because I think that's definitely important. But also when it comes to NIL, also like partnering with people or being able to show your skill and your talent and not just partnering with people for the money in a sense but oh I'm very passionate about being able to do this so I want to do this after I get out of college so maybe I should start now and look for brands that um, work for what you want to do in the future
0: absolutely and I think you could but we could both agree that building those connections while you're in school of course is huge um, obviously with you coming out and being the number one draft pick and playing on one of the top teams in, in college basketball a lot of connections and net, that networking was big for you and kind of gravitated towards you as well. But I'm sure that you can probably appreciate those a little more now that you're kind of out of school and really living those opportunities
1: that you were looking to do while in school, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even even when I was in college, like Coach Daly would have people come in and talk to us and, and allow us to meet people that are doctors, are, um lawyers, anything that we're kind of looking at. Um, And I think that was super important. I mean, in the moment, there could have been times I'm like, really, do I like need this right now in this moment? But when you look back on it, it it was really special because you're able to meet people and you can say, oh, I if I need a if I need something, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I remember I met this lady here talking about this when when we were with Coach Staley. And so it's really it's really exciting to be able to say, like, oh, wow, I, I was able to build those connections, even. And, they, and just show how important they were, even if I could see it right then and there.
0: You mentioned Coach Staley. Talk about what her impact was for you. Obviously, we kind of saw it from the outside as a coach, how well she coached you and how great y'all's relationship was. But talk to me, you kind of mentioned it a little bit, but what her advice was or how much she helped you within the NIL space? Coach
1: Staley was a major help. When NIL first past you know she had a meeting with us as a team and she was like you know if you guys need help possibly get in contact with agents you know like I can help get you in contact she's like I'm not deciding who is going to be your representative I'm not telling you nothing but here are people that are really good at what they do and I think that was really a help because I mean when you're looking for agents um in this big space as it was super new um you're like oh gosh everyone's telling you what you want to hear you know and so to be able to almost have it narrowed down a sense to really good agents, it was a big help, especially for my family and I, it was very crucial. And and now to where I meet mean, Coach Daly. She texted me once I announced and she was like, way to drop the bomb. Like, I can't wait to, to hear you um, analyze the game. I mean, you wanted to do this for a while. And so I'm just super excited. And so it's always nice to have somebody like that in your corner, especially since Coach Daly was like a second mom. You know, I got to college when I was 17. So it's kind of like she helped me find my voice.
0: That's amazing to see. From the outside, you know, while while we're all experiencing NIL together, you know how we all saw how y'all received the 25K deal when NIL first came out. And us seeing that from outside, we're like, wow, Coach Daly must have, we don't know what impact she had on that, but for her to either fight or be able to put these South Carolina girls in the right position... To be able to get that type of opportunity in such the early stages of NIL was huge. So can you talk me through that? What were your thoughts on that first, if, if that was y'all's first big deal as a team? Just talk me through what those conversations were like.
1: Yeah, it was super exciting. Um, just because, you know, like NIL happened, everyone was like, okay, this is this is real. This is what's happening. And so for them to announce that and tell us that we're all going to get that 25K, I mean, it was super exciting. But I think it shows, just like you said, that Coach Daly is going to fight for us, in a sense, for us to kind of just get our foot in the NIL space, which I think was honestly amazing, it's always a blessing. Like, I, I feel like I say this anytime I talk about NIL because I get so excited about what an open door it is for every athlete. Um, And it's just helped my family and I a lot. And so for it to help everyone else as well with that was was amazing.
0: That's super dope. And again, to have a coach fight for you like that is amazing. And especially since the NIL space was all new for everyone at that time, right? To be able to have someone with that type of, you know, power and just being able to give you all that support that y'all need in that process. And because no one knew what was going on then, right? What do you think that maybe some other college coaches could learn from Coach Staley? How do you think other college coaches can help set up their players to be better prepared for the future?
1: I mean, I think the number one thing would be communication. Understanding what each player wants to do, and kind of having um, that in the back of your mind at all times, and making sure that you're putting them in in connections with people that are in their field or where they want to be or have or have even bigger connections, um, just so that they can feel like, okay, I know when I graduate, I at least know somebody in this field that can help me get me an internship. But also, just trying to just trying to fight. Like I feel like Coach Staley. And no matter what we did, like she was trying to explain to us, okay, well, this is good and this is why, you know, just a lot of communication because I mean, we're young freshmen into seniors, but I mean, we're not in the real world yet. Like if we're, we're being honest, like we have so much help at school. And so money is something that's not really talked about. Everyone kind of likes to keep everything separate, but something that we did is Coach Daly had financial advisors financial people on Zooms with our parents talking about what to do and what accounts should we set up, how we should put money aside and stuff like that. Um, and I think that's definitely a priority because, I mean, my mom would come off those Zooms and she's like, Aaliyah, I have a plan. This is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to do. I'm like, girl, girl, you just okay, got mom, mom is on it. <laughs> I definitely think like Coach Daly was big on communication. Like she wanted everyone to feel like Yes, you're making money, but you're also not just don't just spend your money. I feel like she said it all the time. Uncle Sam is going to come and try to collect. And so you don't want to be in a position where you made all this money. But it's like, oh, shoot, I already spent it on everything I ever wanted in life. So she definitely had the parents involved, which I think is big as well, because like I said, we're young, but we need still some guidance when it comes to it.
0: No, for sure. And one word that you mentioned, which is kind of broad, but communication. I think that communication between coaches and their players is a treasure i think for the better the coaches understand their athletes what they want in their future besides just basketball or besides their sport is huge because one that shows that they care and they care about your future and helping you prepare for that the best that they can but yeah i think that communication coach Daly, taking the time to kind of learn what y'all what it is that y'all want to do i'm sure that y'all have had conversations about you know the broadcasting space that you want to be in and things like that and um of course, the amount of connections that Coach Staley has is a very long list. So just for her to be able to share that with y'all, I think it definitely speaks volumes. And I think a lot of other college coaches can do the same as well. And I think we'll definitely see potentially a rise in the NIL space. There's, we're already, there's already a lot of athletes that are making a lot of money. Way, money off yeah, the- a lot. It's
1: amazing. Yeah.
0: And just to be able to feel like you have that support as well from your coach, the per- the person that you with every day from your coaching staff like I think I think that is huge and I think a lot of college coaches can kind of learn from that and learn that there are different ways other than setting up agents or things like that that they can kind of help navigate through this space and you touched on that really well so I completely agree with you communication huge but so we kind of took it back to your college days a little bit right you are from the US Virgin Islands you announced a multi-year partnership with the islands board of tourism and they created Aaliyah boston day (laughs) kind of talk me through like how did that deal with the um, board of tourism come out how was that process what was the conversation between that and then we'll get a little bit into this Aaliyah boston day as they should right but kind of talk me through that deal first
1: yeah, I mean, just being from the islands, number one, has just always been something that I haven't looked past. Um, because, I mean, the island is is small, really compared to a lot of different parts of the world. It's really small. And so to be in the position that I am and how a lot of people from the islands look up to me, um, it's really special. And so I've always tried to be able to give back to the community in any way that I can. And so being an ambassador is just super exciting for me because one, I get to be home and do stuff um, at home and also just continue to give back. Like, I think the most important thing is not forgetting where you're from. And so being able to be an ambassador, uh, be able to do stuff for the community, whatever is needed of me, you know, have my face being shown. I think it's just a constant representation um, that's important, especially for little kids Um, Understanding that it's really, you're you born here, but that doesn't mean that everything is limited to being in the islands. Um, And so I'm just super, super excited about that. And Aliyah Boston Day, I mean, it's just so, it's so cool. Um, When I went down there. My last Aaliyah Boston day, I was able to just talk to people and really get the key to the island. Uh, and it was so exciting. There were just so many supporters. And so I was like, really, really pumped.
0: Again, as they should, you are a queen, you are a beast, and all that you do. So, as they should. But how often do you get to go back home?
1: Well, when I was in school, it was really just, i just like once a year, honestly. So it wasn't that many times during the year, but now that I have an off season, I haven't had one of these in like, I don't know how <laughs> long, hopefully a couple of times. I am going to go down at the end of October um, mm-hmm. for a little bit, but I'm super excited. It's been a while. I miss the beaches in my family. Yeah. Sure.
0: But yeah so we kind of talked about your college days. We talked about you being from, or about back home. So like, like I said, now that you've had some time to kind of decompress and, kind of look back and reflect on the past WNBA season that you had I know it all happened kind of fast you had to enter the draft pretty quickly we're in the draft probably about what three weeks two three weeks right after your last game how has life changed for you the most between college and now would you say
1: Oh gosh. Um, I would say the biggest thing for me, um, I think has been just finding out who I am outside of basketball. Um, that's always been super hard, especially in college. And you know, I was on set schedule. I knew everything I was going to do. I had class hoops and that was kind of it. But in the league, I mean, you have a lot of free time. And so being able to like, have all that time, figure out my interests. Now I like constantly get my nails done, my toes done, like just making sure that I do stuff that is in a way, self care for me has been my biggest change, honestly
0: being able to have that time too for yourself is huge. How important would you say now being out of college and for a couple months now and being able to have that free time? Like sometimes are you like, what do I do with this I free do. time? <laughs> like kind of freaking out. <laughs> yeah, like kind of talk, Just talk to me how important you feel like that is, especially for college athletes now who obviously don't have as much free time, but how important it is to kind of take that time for themselves and do things that they enjoy outside of their sport, outside of school and all things like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's really important. Um, I think sometimes as athletes, we forget about the self-care, the mental health days when we need it because we're so worked up into our, okay, I have to do this for practice. I have to do this for school. Uh, and so getting to the league, it's kind of like sometimes you don't know what to do with your time, but I think that's where you're able to dig deep and figure out, okay, I think I want to do this or walk downtown or see stuff that's happening so that you can kind of build your own interest. Um, Because you really do have a lot of time, like when you, you practice one portion of the day, and then the rest is yours. And so it's like, okay, I think it's really important for me to do that. So honestly, I tried every couple of weeks, I'll go get my nails done, make sure my hair was always done and stuff like that, that I thought I would enjoy. And I really did. And so it's been honestly amazing to be able to figure out who I am. That's awesome.
0: And again, you are killing it. Obviously, we saw what you were doing on the court. But Again, now to see with that you you're working with the Big Ten, I'm I'm sure you're super super excited for that. So just to see all of those things kind of work out for you and you finding things that you like and that interest you and that you're excited about, right? And this off season, I think is huge. So good for you. Talking about that, we talked a little bit about the business side. You know, here on philosophy, we want we are looking to normalize you know conversations around the financial literacy, just the business part of the NIL space. So what would you say? has been the biggest thing you've learned when it comes to the business side of your journey?
1: Yeah. Um honestly I think one, like finding things to be tax write-offs <laughs> in a sense. I think I think that's the most important thing for me because I I don't really spend a lot of money. Like I'm not a crazy spender. And so my mom is always like, Aaliyah, Okay. I I know I understand that, but it's either you give your money to, you know, you figure out what to do with your money or basically the taxes tear you up. And I'm like, okay. So I think for me, that's been the biggest thing. And I feel like it's not something that's like talked about, especially when we're just starting with money because everyone's like, oh my gosh, I can either just spend everything that I want, or I can save everything that I want. When really I think finding the middle, the middle ground is definitely important. And I definitely think having conversations about money should be normalized, but that's, that's weird sometimes. People don't really like to do it.
0: That is actually hilarious that you should say that because I've been going back and forth with my financial advisor and he's been trying to teach me just the ins and outs of the tax write-offs and things like that. And I'm just like, I just want to know where my money's going, where it's not, <laughs> just things like that. but
1: well, honestly, my mom has been trying to just continue to help me with like building my credit up because I mean, in college, we didn't really pay any, any type of bill, honestly. And so being able to just continue to build credit is something that I'm just working on right now too yeah no and
0: that's that's great because it's something that's huge that we're learning now being on the business side (laughs) things like that kind of how you talked about when it comes to you know budgeting and building that wealth for yourself for your family things like that are there certain strategies that you kind of go by to ensure that kind of financial success
1: definitely investing i think that is something that's really important um making your money work for you when my mom hears this she's literally going to be so proud of that line okay she's literally (laughs) told that line since i don't know how long but making your money work for you i think is definitely um something that we don't realize like we put we put money in banks that don't really give us interest Whereas we need to put it in in high yield account, in, um, bank accounts that give us a lot of interest on our money or else it's kind of just sitting there for, for no reason. It's not really helping us. Um, and definitely, I mean, when I was in college, like my mom created like a Roth account. So that's something that I've done, just be able to invest and let that money sit there for um, some time until I think there's like an age. I forgot what age it is. Maybe like 50 something, you can't touch it, but the money just continues to build. Uh, and also when it comes to, the league like we could put money away for our retirement plan Mm -hmm. and so that's something that I do I all my checks I would put um, a percentage away for retirement and so just let that continue to build because the league matches it Um, And so I think that's just something that I've been able to learn.
0: That is amazing. That is something I did not know that the league does. It's very
1: important because when you look at it, like they're matching the same amount of money that you put in there. And in the end, like, I mean, in the end, like you will be just fine. You will be able to get all that money back and you won't even miss it out to check. I promise. I promise. promise.
0: (laughs) That's amazing. That is really great knowledge to know about the league okay interesting but investing all those things for you to start that early I'm sure has helped you a lot right now like you you just kind of knowing the ins and outs of that that's amazing and I think that's some knowledge that us as college athletes or myself and speaking for other college athletes now kind of should know right because especially if we're entering this business phase of our lives and the NIL space continues to grow and more people are getting involved and now having to some people have to Handle their own money who don't even have agents who don't have financial advisors so that was some pretty good advice that you probably gave someone that's watching yeah. so <laughs> but given everything that you have just kind of talked about that you've learned about yourself in the past few years just in the past couple of months just finding out your interests things like that what would you tell your freshman self seven what were you 17 18 years old that was stepping into campus on the national collegiate stage for the first time what would you go back and tell yourself
1: i would tell myself that it is going to be a journey um you're going to have a lot of fun but not every day is going to be perfect um and to honestly just trust god um, believe in the plan that he has for you and just be able to walk through the doors of blessings that is coming your way
0: amazing great advice and younger you would definitely listen what advice would you give to the up and coming draft class for this year on kind of how you handled the quick process of your last college game to being drafted number one, to automatically having to go to training camp. Talk through that journey, that quick turnaround, that quick journey. What advice would you give to the upcoming future WNBA players?
1: Yeah, I would definitely say one, embrace the process. It is very quick, but it is very enjoyable. Um, you're gonna have some great moments to be able to look back on, take lots of pictures. And also once you actually get to the league, just understand that um you're gonna you're gonna be able to dominate in a sense just by doing what you do best. I think that is the most important thing, something that I just focused on me. It's just understanding that I'm not going to try and come in here, especially my rookie year and do a lot of crazy stuff, but just continuing to be consistent at what um, almost in the sense got me to where I am is just going to be um, something important. And also lean on your vets, um, lean on the second years because they've been through it and you're going to have tough moments, but you're going to enjoy it. Everybody come out, join, put your name in the draft, Asia. put your name in the draft. Everybody, let's go. <laughs> No,
0: it's a party. Come I know on. I'm I'm waiting to see all people that are saying they're they're declaring. I'm waiting to see that as well. So <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be a big story once everyone announces that they're declaring. So we will see. But last question, even though you kind of talked about it throughout this this episode, what is one of the biggest pieces of advice you can give a student athlete who's trying to find their way through the NIO process, who's maybe Um, who maybe doesn't know who to turn to, maybe doesn't have the right support system around them, but is trying to navigate it for themselves and trying to be successful in that space. What advice could you give them?
1: Yeah, I mean, I would definitely say... Be patient with yourself, especially if you are navigating it um, by yourself. Just understand that once it, it is a process, but also um, b- help partner with brands, get to know brands that um, align with your values. I think that is the most important thing. Um, but also, I think just being dedicated in a sense to find just one person that you think can help you through it because, so it doesn't get overwhelming and it doesn't distract you from everything else that you're planning on doing.
0: Partnering with brands that aligns with your values is something that is huge and something that I go by as well. Cecil will tell you. Um, I think that that is huge when once you decide to partner with someone with a brand because that, as much as you're representing them, representing you, as well. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So knowing what you're getting yourself into, knowing that with who you're deciding to partner with and who you're t- deciding to, you know, share that time with is is super important because it helps build your brand as a person and it also will help help them as well. So that's great advice. Aaliyah, I am so grateful for you to join. I know that you're super busy. You're getting ready to relax and and also step into doing a lot of the broadcasting for Big Ten, Big Ten which I am super happy for you and will definitely be tuning in when I'm watching those games. But no, I, I really, really appreciate you coming on, sharing your journey, sharing your process. This will mean a lot to a lot of people who watch. Um, Because to get that advice and get those little nuggets from you, um, I know, means a lot. And it means a lot to me as well. So thank you so much.
1: Thanks for tuning in to Nilosophy,
0: a by us media production. Don't forget to follow at Nilosophy Show on Instagram and TikTok for more exclusive content. See you next time.